630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. All right, uh, we've heard a lot about this. It's uh, Canada's new dental plan. It's a national dental plan. More than 12 million Canadians don't have dental coverage. They're not covered by uh, a program that they may have at work. The Liberal government uh, currently in the process of rolling out the national dental plan. And uh, we're still in the first phase, leaving many to have to wait. But some say it's not covering enough people, even when it is all rolled out. David McDonald is a senior economist at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives and he joins us on the line. Good morning, David. Good morning. You're also the author of a report uh, talking about how Canadians are, are being left behind. It's called Missing Teeth. I want to get to that and, and your findings. But first, for people who aren't uh, up on this new dental plan, maybe it doesn't apply to them. Maybe they're covered at work, so, so maybe they haven't really been paying attention. Can you tell us a little bit about the dental plan and how it's being rolled out? Certainly. So there's there's three phases to the plan. Um, the first phase was, uh, well, as a prerequisite, we should say that if you, you can't have dental insurance already through some other source, your work or something like that. Uh, if you do, then this doesn't apply to you. Uh, there are plenty of Canadians, as you said at the start, that don't have dental insurance through work or some other means. Uh, and so this does apply to them. It's going to be a really big program. Um, and it's being phased out over a couple of years. It'll be fully in place by uh, 2025. First phase, uh, which was the last two years, was to cover children under the age of 12. The second phase, which uh, just started, um, is and is, is actually actively now accepting older seniors. Um, by June, it will uh, all seniors. All youth under the age of 18, as well as those with disabilities, will be eligible in Phase 2. If they don't otherwise have dental insurance, they can get it through the federal government. And then in 2025, that's when Phase 3 starts. That's the final phase when everybody is allowed to apply as long as they don't otherwise have private dental insurance. Um, The one proviso through this entire process is that your family income has to be below $90,000. And so if it is above $90,000... Again, even if you don't have dental insurance, it doesn't matter. Uh, you still can't get access to it. Um, what if you're means- a single person? Sorry, David, can I just interrupt? What if you're a single person? Uh, yeah, so it's it's family income. So okay. if you're you know if you're a family of one, that that's your family income. If you're a family of two, that's still your family income. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's measured sort of against the two adults in the family if there are two adults. Okay, so you you can be making under ninety thousand dollars as a single adult and and qualify for the program. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, but also, say you were two adults, say two parents in a family, uh, and you were both making say forty five thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, that adds up to ninety. Um, that would also exclude you from the program. Of course, forty five thousand dollars is a pretty modest income in Canada. Um, but that would be enough to, to boot you out of the program, even if you didn't get dental insurance through your work and you had kids. That doesn't matter. Uh, you still get the boot because your your family makes too much. So besides that, obviously, I think you're going to point to that as, as one of the problems. But what are the other problems that you see that you wrote about in this report, Missing Teeth? Well, I mean, I should say that, that, that there's a lot of people that are going to benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, about 10 million Canadians that are either going to benefit directly because they don't presently have dental insurance and they will gain dental insurance. There's also another group of people that receive uh, some form of poor dental insurance through a provincial plan, like a provincial government plan. 
Um, the federal plan is, is generally going to be much better than the provincial government plan. And so those folks will benefit from the federal plan, which is one of the ways where the, the two plans sort of interact. But in total, that's going to make up about 10 million people when all is said and done in 2025. A lot of people are going to benefit from this plan. A lot of people don't have dental insurance, and this is really going to help them. Um, there remains this 4.4 million people. Uh, this includes, uh, you know, adults, children, people in general uh, that hit that 90,000 threshold. And so even in 2025, still remain without dental insurance uh, because, in essence, they, they make too much. Now, this isn't generally how we do Medicare. I mean, you know, when text your tax form and you go see the doctor or when you go to the hospital, they don't say, oh, you made too much last year. You're going to have to pay out of pocket today. Uh, that's not how we do Medicare generally. And this is, I think, one of the biggest expansions we've seen in Medicare in decades, this expansion into, into dental care. And I think it starts to set a precedent for what new programs may look like uh, if the feds roll them out, is that they start to have income thresholds for the first time. And so now... You know, if it's dental insurance, they check your taxes. You know, if you're going to the doctor, they don't check your taxes, see what you made last year. Um, this also might set a precedent for another program that that could be similar, uh, which is the Pharmacare program. So this is insurance for prescription medications. And so this is something that will be announced, looks like, in March. Um, this is part of the Liberal NDP uh, plan, uh, or agreement, rather, that they're going to announce in March some some um, uh, pharmacare plan, which may have the same type of design, which is to say, you know, if you don't otherwise have insurance, you get insurance through the feds, but uh, it's only if you make under $90,000. And so this may well become what Medicare looks like for these critical expansions of services. The the program's already costing, what is it, $3.3 billion. Um, You you know, maybe, maybe they have these these thresholds, if you will, uh, because they're possibly worried about employers going, well, free, you know, the government's paying it for free. Maybe we'll we'll cut off dental coverage to our employees. Those things, do you think that's something that they're worried about? Oh, I think that's going to happen anyway. So this is the problem is that this, there's absolutely a free rider problem here, which is that if you're an employer, maybe who works really hard to get a dental plan for your low wage workers, you pay for that, right? I mean, it's not free to get dental care for your workers. So you're paying for it and your competitor across the street who decided not to pay for it now just says, look, you know, go to the CRA website and apply there. And so everyone's still getting dental insurance. One employer's paying for it and the other employer's not. Uh, Maybe that first employer says, you know what, I'm going to cancel the dental insurance and give you the CRA website. You go there and apply and uh, I'll save some money. And so I think this is going to be a real concern with the plan as it exists today. Um, One of the design elements here is that this is an exclusively federal program, which is very unusual for healthcare. Usually healthcare is provided by the provinces. And so if the feds want to get involved, they fund the provinces and, you know, they sign agreements and so on. This has nothing to do with the provinces. In essence, the feds going it alone. Um, if it was a provincial plan, the provinces could make rules around uh, labor law and say, look, you know, if you're an employer of this size, you've got to provide dental insurance. That is a way to avoid the free rider problem. Uh, but the free rider problem will, will certainly occur, um, and they're, you know, expanding it or not is kind of neither here nor there. Um, to, your, to your point, yeah, there's absolutely going to be a cost of covering uh, everybody without this income cap, of making it universal like the other parts of Medicare are universal. It will cost about $1.5 billion a year to cover everyone. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's worth pointing out that this plan is by no means over. Uh, it has been revised several times over the last couple uh, years as it's come into play. And uh, we're only starting. We're at the very start of phase two of three phases. And so you could imagine a fourth phase in 2026 where they remove this income cap. Um, in terms of paying for it, you know, there's plenty of companies that made a lot of money on uh, inflation. Corporate profits have gone through the roof. Um, the federal government actually extended a corporate, an additional corporate surtax on the banks that made a lot of money during the pandemic and during the inflationary times. You could imagine that, um, you know, surtax being expanded to other industries that have made a fair amount of money and, and, and use that money to something useful, uh, like paying for better dental care for Canadians. Uh, just a quick question before we wrap up, because we have run out of time. How are families reimbursed? Do they have to front the costs for this? Because that could be a problem for many people. It's an insurance card like you would get from your employer. And so that's what you'll get. It's actually Sun Life has been contracted to do it. And so you get like, a, in essence, what is a Sun Life insurance card? And you can go to the dentist and you plop your card down. Uh, and in most cases, it'll just bill the insurance company directly, depending on how it's set up at your dentist. All right. For people who want to read your report, how do they find it? Missing teeth. Uh, policyalternatives.ca. Perfect. Is Thanks. Our website. Thanks for your time, David. Thanks so much. Bye. That's David McDonald. He is a senior economist at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives.